We got a unique show this week as a blizzard. Well, not really, but we got snow coming down in West Virginia. Mr. Brown's trying to make sure everybody can return their Christmas packages and Biggie's still recovering from COVID, but we still have sports. So we got plenty to talk about. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with absolutely nobody, but if you stick around uh, here in a minute, we do have an interview we just managed to pull off with someone who was filming a segment for Fox NFL Sunday. He was just featured in USA Today. He is a super fan for the Cincinnati Bengals who are riding high off a victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. Tony Tiger joined us uh, for a little bit. So it's always fun to talk to uh, any fan base, but specifically for me, being a Bengals fan, you know I love it. Uh, we had so much fun talking with the Lions fans in the past, and we've done uh, the AFC North uh, roundtable before, just different NFL uh, things out there. And, you know, Cincinnati's in a nice place right now, so we get to get a little insight there. And honestly, just uh, it's on video too, so make sure you check it out on our social media platforms because he, he had the full get-up on, man. We caught him as he came out of Fox Studios down – or they were shooting at Paul Brown Stadium, and he still had the whole whole get-up going. So uh, awesome job, and I, and I applaud the, the effort that goes into it because the man looks like a million bucks. But uh, anyway, that's later in the show. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm disheartened because I don't have Biggie and Mr. Brown. And, you know, I, I want to give a shout out because of their, you know, phenomenal past two seasons, just picking NFL games against the spread. Normally, we have a segment on the show where we, we pull it all together. But if there's a week that we don't have us all together, at least it's week 18 and half the games don't matter and the spreads are going to be all over the place. But I want to take a second to let everyone know that because of our consistency and, and excellence, we are now uh, going to be official on Pick Watch. So uh, we always put it up to let everybody know where we're at. And I guess our hounding and constant just uh, effort to let them know that we have the one of the best pickers in the country, Mr. Brown would be in the top three, has a chance to be the best overall. Well, we get to back it up next year because we got the blue check mark now and we get to go on and, and actually have us ranked with all the other commoners out there. So we'll see how it goes next year. But damn it, why couldn't have been this year? That would have been even better uh, because you know we, we might have somebody actually be the best guy picking NFL games in the entire country. And we don't even do this for a living full time. But if you guys want to make some money, even in week 18, Look at Mr. Brown's picks. If you want to make a little bit less money, look at Biggie's picks. And if you want to just break even, you can look at mine. But either way, uh, happy to bring that up. And I don't even get a chance to talk about Antonio Brown with my boys here. Uh, you know, that that stuff's been going overblown uh, all over the place. And, and today, you know, you got the Bruce Arians conversation. He's talking about what actually said. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of coaches out there They'll tell the players, like, get the F out of here or whatever it may be. But for Bruce Arians to actually say he said that in a press conference, I, I love that. That is phenomenal. Uh, but the the thing that stood out to me over this entire process is you have everybody on social media has become a mental health expert now because there's Antonio Brown making another erratic decision. And then you also have people coming to his defense saying that, you know, there's more to the story. Wait till the truth comes out. 
AB released some text messages today, uh, which I didn't really find damning or credible either way. It was just a seemed like a normal conversation. Uh, but, you know, he's accusing uh, Bruce Arians of telling him to play injured, to which he said he wasn't going to. The Bucks have fired back and said, no, this is what's been going on. And, yes, we knew he had this. We, like, nothing was a surprise. And then Bruce Arians in the press conference today said he was in the same package we've been using the whole game. And then all of a sudden, because he wasn't getting the ball, he didn't want to go in anymore. So make out of it what you will. But, I mean, all things considered, whose track record are you kind of siding with here? I mean, I mean, I guess you can believe Antonio Brown, and I'm sure those are close to him do, but I, I have no reason to believe anything, and I'm not trying to pass judgment here one way or the other, but I'm going to wait back and just let the pieces fall where they may, like I say we should do with everything that comes out like this. But if I had to lean one way or the other, yeah, like I'm not buying a lot of stock in AB's validity to, to put a story together here because it's it's ever since Pittsburgh – He's been a nightmare. Like it's just been one thing after another. And man, if you're Bruce Arians and you're trying to like just sweep under the rug and not make a big deal about the fake COVID vaccine card, man, that that blew up right in your face uh, very quickly. So I I don't know. I'm done talking about it. I, I'm done seeing about it. But man, the jokes and the memes are hilarious, and they keep coming through our social media platforms. So I can't turn it off. But uh, either way, uh, AB is uh, released today. He's no longer a buck. And uh, the fact that the Bucks released him today, he can actually sign with another team and play in the playoffs. Not sign, but he can be claimed on waivers or get signed in free agency if it goes that far. So uh, there was your your wonderful AFC news. But, you know, we had, um, uh, like I said, coming up in the interview, we have a, a super fan from the Bengals. Uh, and, you know, they had a, a an arrival moment of, of sorts last week. You know, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs at home, and the Bengals actually haven't played well at home, but they're able to pull it off. The uh, the Chiefs have been one of the most dangerous teams here in the NFL once again over the, the last uh, few weeks and, and few months, a couple months. Uh, but, man, Joe, Joey Burrow standing tall the past couple weeks, and Jamar Chase put on a clinic, uh, probably rookie of the year without question. Uh, you got to ask yourself, where is Burrow in the MVP conversation? Probably not as high as Aaron Rodgers, but you know what I'm saying? Like he is, He has done a lot to make that team kind of move ahead of schedule. But in the AFC, you still have multiple teams fighting for a playoff spot. You have the Steelers and the Ravens and the the Chargers and the the Raiders. And, you know, I, I think they're all still, you know, mathematically alive. They need a lot of stuff to happen. Uh, the Colts, you know, could lose to the Jaguars and screw a lot of stuff up, too. Not that that's probably going to happen, but I think the Colts haven't won in Jacksonville since 2015. So you never know. It's, it's crazy. It's just like an uh, extension of the playoffs, so to speak. Week 18 is uh, the NFC. It's a little more uh, cut and dry. It's really coming down just to the Narland saints and um, the San Francisco 49ers and Jimmy G's been a little banged up. He may play. He may not play. We don't know what's going to happen, but uh, yeah, man, that's, uh, that's where you're at in the playoff picture. So, so good times there. I didn't get to talk to my boys about Kyrie Irving coming back, you know, and then Lance Stevenson coming out of the the seats and scoring a hundred points or whatever. Like it's, it's been an interesting week, but um, all that uh, being said, you know, we're going to make sure we get our NFL picks up for everybody. We know you hang on our every word when it comes to that stuff. The spreads are all over the place. There's a lot of teams not playing. We'll make sure we have that up on Friday since there's no game uh, tonight uh, since it's Thursday. 
additionally, um, you know, we will uh, also be back next week. Hopefully, we won't be having a snowstorm. And if you don't know, the We Don't Know Sports Studios, as nice as they look when you see us on video, it's a little treacherous to get to. You know, it's West Virginia, and we we got you know have four low and all that good stuff going to just make it out there. And uh, you know, it was just uh, one of those things. It was a little rough to uh, pull off. Uh, today. So we value our safety and uh, Biggie was still battling back from COVID, but he is doing better and is upright. So we're glad to see him doing well. Uh, but that's all you get. It's it's just eight minutes of Chad the Mark talking, but you guys don't want to hear that. So we're going to transition over and go ahead and do our no filter segment, Cincinnati Bengals edition. We'll make sure we put it up in football's life and all the we don't know sports platforms. But I hope you guys enjoy this interview with Anthony, but don't call him Anthony. Let's just call him Tony the Tiger. And uh, make sure you check out the video because he's in full get up and he is ready to rock and roll. And he's got some strong words to say about the Bengals in the postseason. So drink it in, man. Hootay Nation's on next. for one of our no filter segments and you know we always like to bring fans on from across the country you know we've had some some great fun with uh we've, we've done an afc north um you know chat before we had a bunch of people on uh everybody loved the lions episode from a few weeks back but you know as as chad the mark personally being a Bengals fan it wasn't hard to find somebody to talk to because the Bengals are having a great year they're playoff bound but Something happened this week. We had all this this news stuff that came out, these articles from USA Today and things like that about a gentleman named Anthony Brooks, but I think we're just going to call him Tony the Tiger, Tony the Tiger. And you can see him on the screen if you're watching the video, if you're doing the podcast, you know, you can check out the video later on social media. But we got maybe the number one super fan out of Cincinnati and Houday Nation. Tony, welcome to the show. How you doing, brother? Hey, man. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. But not as I appreciate you being in full regal here. You got the, the paint on, and, and I know it's not makeup, right? It's face paint, right? There's a difference. That's right. We don't call it makeup. It's called face paint. All right. So we got to be clear on that stuff. And we got the 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 hair going and all that. Uh, so were, were you were you just wearing that around the house today, or did something come up? I mean, I, maybe you're just like that every day. Maybe Anthony's become the alter personality here. Yeah, there you go. Maybe I need to try that uh, perspective of it. No, actually, you you caught me at a good time. I was actually doing some uh, other interviews. Um, Fox NFL Sunday reached out to me uh, earlier this week, and I was actually downtown at Paul Brown Stadium uh, doing some uh, promo shots for them. So uh, that's that's how I got the Tony going on today. All right, man. So uh, is that going to you're going to be on Fox NFL Sunday this week then? Yeah, they basically they're doing a show. You know, the Bengals are, uh, you know, the highlights uh, this week. You know, the uh, they're the talk of the town, and it's about time, right? Uh, we've been kind of silent, and uh, and the Bengals are actually starting to get some respect around the league. Uh, so uh, everyone's uh, jumping on the bandwagon, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, uh, they're doing a bunch of fan promo shots down there. There's a few of us that uh, did the show today. So I mean, just l- let me just go on recency here. Huge game last week. I mean, does this feel like does last week that feel like the culmination of finally saying, okay, we're back in business, we we belong in the conversation, or are you still hesitant? You just want to wait and see how things shape. I mean, we're in the playoffs either way, so you got to feel good. But like, what did last week's win mean to you? Uh, last week's win was a big game. It was 
it's a play. It was basically a playoff game for us. Um, I think, you know, going up against Kansas City, who we all know is a great team with Mahomes and everyone else they have, um, Kelsey, and, um, you know, they're just a great team. So for us to go out there to play like we did, stick with them and actually come out with a win, it, it says a lot for us. And I think a lot of people open their eyes and realize that the Bengals are serious. All right, man. So, so let me just kind of swing back into, you know, history here a little bit. So how long have you been a Bengals fan? Uh, so I've been going to games for uh, over 25 years. Um, been doing the season ticket holder uh, for the last 11. Um, and actually the Tony, um, the Tiger came about about 10 years ago. Uh, so I've been doing that for uh, quite a few years. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun, good times. A lot of people I've met networking and, uh, you know, Houday Nation has accepted me as uh, someone to represent them, uh, which I am very humbled by. It's a blessing that people look at me and, uh, you know, and I, I'm able to represent what the Bengals are and what Houday Nation can and is. Yeah. And like low key, man, like the face paint, like it's on point. It is not like just some slop job either. Like that, that stuff is legit, like detailed. How long does it take for you to get ready on game day? So that's the number one question I always get asked. So I'm sure uh, I'm used to, I'm used to that. So yeah, the, the, actually when I started doing the, the, the face paint, um, you know, it took me a little bit um, and it actually started more as a uh, tribal look, uh, not more detailed like it is now, but um, basically, you know, when I start um, about 30 minutes, um, I could do the face and get it all ready to go. And then as I get dressed and the whole get up and everything, I'm out the door in 45 minutes or so. Okay, maybe you don't get this question as often. How long does it take for it to come off? Matter of seconds. I just uh, I jump in the shower and put some soap on it, and it's it's off. All right, good it, deal. Uh, All right, so yeah. we're not using any industrial paints or anything. That's good. Uh, probably better for your skin anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what was the catalyst that you just one day decided like, all right, I'm, I'm going to take it up a notch. I'm going to, I'm going to go from just maybe wearing a Jersey or in a ball hat to actually going all out, you know, uh, Tony, the tiger. So, uh, actually the article that came out, uh, that was one of the things that covered, but, uh, basically my daughter, we were just going downtown to the game, right. Just a normal, uh, normal Sunday, um, you know, sporting the Jersey and the hat and being the typical fan. And, you know, uh, I have three daughters. Uh, so I'm used to uh, kind of bowing down to what the kids want, you know, tea time and painting the fingernails and all that kind of stuff as they were growing up. And my oldest at the time said, hey, let's throw some face paint on. I'm like, OK. So uh, she went ahead and did it and threw it on my face and went downtown. And, you know, people liked it and got a little uh, excited about it and just try to continue it from there. OK, so is everybody in the family, is everybody in the household Bengals fan or do we have a house divided at all? So uh, my wife and I definitely are hardcore uh, Bengal fans. Uh, the daughter, the oldest one, she's a hardcore Bengals fan. Uh, my middle one and young one, um, they know about the Bengals. They're not really sports um, people, but, uh, you know, I think they support what I do and uh, and then the Bengals. So I, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with that. Okay. So hey, they're not Browns or Steelers fans. So we, we chalk that up as a win. That, that means you're, you're a very good parent. That's all I can see. That's right. I raised them right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So how do you go to every game? You mentioned season ticket holder. Uh, do you ever miss a game? Or are you pretty locked in at this point? So uh, it's funny that you say that this is actually the first year um, I committed with a group of uh, friends of ours uh, to go to every game. Uh, now the years past, I, I've went to pretty much every home game. Um, and then we would choose two, two or three away games to try to go to, but never all of them. Okay. So, so you're, you're hitting the away games too, then. Yep. Yep. Oh, so wow. uh, 2021, 
um, I've went to every game this year. You know, we'll, we'll end the season uh, this Sunday to the city up north. And um, we uh, we have uh, completed the whole season and seen every every one of them. So it's been a, it's been a great privilege and been blessed to have been able to do it. No, I mean, that, that's amazing, like just to be able to to do all that. So let me just ask you from your travels this year out, outside of, you know, we, we love Cincy, we love Paul Brown, but what, what was the best stadium you got a chance to go to? Or was there any like first time trips that you got to make this year where you were like, wow, this is a nice facility? So uh, Vegas, of course, um, being the first time they allowed fans in for this year due to the pre uh, the pandemic, that was a great stadium, high tech. Um, one thing that I appreciate being a bigger guy is um, the bigger rows and the seats and it was comfortable entertainment atmosphere. But of course it's Vegas, right? So you would expect yeah. that. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that was a very good, uh, a very good stadium to go to, but from all time, from traveling, from all my years, the one game that I always talk about that sticks out to me is the Buffalo game, which I do believe was back uh, 2019, maybe 2018. Um uh, that was a uh, that's that was probably my best experience. That team that team took us in. The fans were awesome, um, and I think a lot of that had to do with you know, of course, when Andy Dalton um, right. won that one game, and got them into the the playoffs. So uh, you know, they they had a little love for us Cincinnatians. So, but the the environment there was a uh, by far the best. Yeah, I I mean we we've uh, interacted with some Bills fans before. We have a friend of the show. He goes by Bill's dad, another super fan. He puts out these little uh, videos each week that are hilarious. But uh, anyway, you know, not all uh, what you see in Buffalo is necessarily what people might see on clips on videos, but like just the passionate fan base. It's almost like a college atmosphere from what most people describe it. But um, that, yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah, that's exactly right. It, it was very good. I mean, you could feel, I mean, my jersey was moving from the crowd inside the stadium, <laughs> the repercussions of that. And um you know, I haven't been able to get to uh, the Kansas City Stadium yet, and I've heard that's a, a phenomenal place to visit as well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, right now Buffalo Stadium is uh, one of my best. Yeah, I think uh, Kansas City, I'm with you. It'd probably be at the top of the, the bucket list on uh, – like Lambeau and Arrowhead, I think. Or, I mean, those are really the only two, like, aged, iconic stadiums. Like, you look at baseball, there's tons of these old historic – but in NFL, it's a little different because you get them rebuilt so often. And then – I guess maybe Seattle. Uh, have you ever had a chance to go to Seattle? No, so I have went to Green Bay, and you're right. That was that's a, you know, that's a historic um, atmosphere, right? So I was really looking forward to that um, that stadium. Um, I think that was 2017. We went up there and we played them, and it was actually one of the hottest days that they played a game there. So it was uh, very different than what I expected because you know you think of Lambo, you think of the cold weather and the snow and that kind of thing. So. Uh, but it was still a great experience. A lot of history there at that stadium. Uh, so uh, speaking of Green Bay, uh, you've been to every game this year. So you were at the game against Green Bay this year where apparently no team wanted to win that game. How how frustrating or emotionally draining was that game where we had like a combined like 106 missed field goals in the final like 15 minutes? Right. That's that's one I wish we had back. Right. Um, you know, if we there's three games uh, this year um, I was able to go to and. Uh, the the Chicago, um, the Jets, and Green Bay, those three games right there, we we should have won them based on everything that happened, and you know we wouldn't have been in the situation that we were in at the Kansas City game, um, you know we would already uh, had clinched that division by that point, but uh, uh, but you know it is what it is, it's the NFL, and uh, as as we all know, watching the games, it's very unpredictable. You can think what's going to happen, but it, you know we just never know. 
Right, so let me go back to the the get up here. So when you when you go through the process of getting ready for the games, do you wear the same thing every game, or do you mix it up, or do you have like a, a superstition about anything? Like what what makes you put on what you put on as far as jerseys or anything like that? So I try to match um, what the team wears. You know, they they release what they're going to be wearing, whether it's black on black or black on white or orange on white or whatever it may be. So I try to match that. I have uh, enough jerseys to do that. Now they just got new jerseys um, this year. So I have uh, actually only four where with the older jerseys, I had like 25 different jerseys. Sure. So it was kind of nice to pick different numbers and that. And I, I'm not to that status yet. It'll give me a couple more years and I'll have all my numbers. But um, I like Hubbard. Um, I like Hubbard. Actually, you can see right behind me here. Um, I got a Hubbard signed jersey. He uh, He's one of and I like him because he's a he's a local guy. You know, if, if you follow Hubbard or know about Hubbard, basically he went to high school here. You know, he graduated, went and played Ohio State. And, you know, and how often do you get to stay in your state and come back and play for, you know, the NFL team that you were raised on? Right. So I like the story. I like how he's playing. His progression's very well. So I wear 94 a lot. Um, I had I have a boy jersey that I wear as well. <clears throat> Superstition-wise, the only thing, and, and it was covered in the, the article that was just released, was if you look at my uh, uh, nose area right above my mouth, I always do seven dots and three rows uh, to represent seven points for touchdowns and three points for the field goal. So that's anything that's consistently done uh, from a superstition standpoint. Okay. So I know you mentioned the Jersey change. That was one of the things I was going to ask you outside from the fact that you have to rebuild your collection now because you got to stay current. Uh, how do you feel about the new iteration of the jerseys this year? Do you like them better than the ones we had previously? What are your thoughts? I like them. I think they're clean. They're a, they're a nice presentation. Um, I absolutely love the Paul Brown and the collar. Um, I think that's a good uh, representation and respect uh, for who Paul Brown was and what he brought to the football and to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, so I, I, I do like the jerseys. Um, um, I, I was very happy with them when they came out. I, I'm still uh, waiting to see them just deck out the all stormtrooper ones one time with the white helmets. Are you a fan of that at all? I just want to see it one time, just see how it goes. Yeah, I do like. I, I do. I am interested in the alternate um, helmet aspect of it. I think we're going to be able to do that next year, from what I understand. I'm not sure what they're going to go with, but um, you know, I'm an, an older guy. I'm old school. I kind of like the old uh, throwback, um, all orange with the bangles on the side too. Yeah, so maybe we can get that in there as well. But. Yeah, I, I like the all white and black. Um, I, I'm open for anything. I think, uh, as as we know, the Bengals, a lot of people like them and became um, a, fa a fan of the team because of the uniforms back in the day and the stripes on the helmets. You know, you can go back and look at all the history of it. Um, so as long as they keep that stripe perspective of it, I think we'll be fine. Now, I became a fan as a kid when I saw Icky Woods wearing that wild striped helmet doing the Icky Shuffle in the late 80s. And uh, he's actually um, a friend of our football group. He's in our uh, Facebook group, Football's Life. But uh, Icky was the guy that kind of got me turned on to the Bengals. And then just from there, Boomer and all that stuff. Uh, so over the, the history, do you have like your Mount Rushmore Bengals players or even just one or two that you lean on more than anything that are your guys? So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm actually looking at my room right here and then, you know, it's uh, I got a lot of history in here. And uh, but if I had to pick um, some of my top players is, um, you know, Anthony Munoz, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, Ken Riley, um, Parrish, um, Anderson, Dylan. I mean, there's so many of them. It's hard to just narrow it down to one. But 
um, the old time, the players, uh, them are the ones that are special. They, they help build this team, build the legacy. And um, I think, uh, I think we're starting to see now with Burrow, uh, Mixon, TB, Higgins, Boyd, that's, that's going to be that next group of people that get remembered. So that, that kind of takes me to the last couple of questions I really had for you is uh, just fill in the blank. Uh, so put you on the spot right away. The Bengals will blank this year. I think we're going to go to the Super Bowl. You know, I have some buddies of mine, and they're like, usually we have three of us do the show. They'd be giving me a hard time if I didn't admit this to you that we do NFL picks um, every every single week against the spread. We're actually uh, got our blue check mark on pick watch now, everybody. But anyway, uh, I have a history of not picking the Bengals to cover the spread ever because it just, I don't want to root for it. I don't, I just take them out of it. And uh, you know what? It's actually uh, hurt me on record wise, but I feel like I have some little small thing to do with the Bengals. But anyway, everybody said that because of uh, my superstitions, it's probably going to be uh, a magical 49ers Bengals Super Bowl. And I'll take that because I think we can beat the 49ers again. But uh, either way, we'll see how that goes. That, that's uh, third time's a charm is how I look at it. But uh, all right, uh, the Bengals will blank in the next five years. Um win multiple Super Bowls. There you go. So we got the young core, baby. It's all there. And uh, is uh, Jamar Chase the best wide receiver since Randy Moss, as long as, a, as, as at least for rookie season? Yeah, I I, I think uh, this core this core group, um, you know, we all saw how um, Burrow stated that, uh, you know, he knew that there was something special about this team and the, good, and the team was going to do some good things. And I totally agree with that. At the beginning of the year, I, I felt – I felt something different, something I haven't felt in quite a few years. Um, I didn't think it would happen this quick. I think we're ahead of the game. I think people were thinking that, you know, we still had another year or two to build and and get to where we are now. Um, but with Joey and his swag and his demeanor and worth ethic, um, you know, he's been able to push and help this team get to where we are. And I'm very excited about uh, this core group and Chase and that combination. And I think we got a lot of good wins in our future. Man, I I am too, but I don't know about you, but I'm so gun shy. It's hard to be optimistic uh, being a Bengals fan as long as I – like I remember David Klingler and I remember Achilles Smith and I, Joe Burrow is not that guy. And uh, I like that he's got a chip on his shoulder and I like the fact that he can just say, you know what, sometimes I just throw it down there because I know Jamar's down there and uh, good things usually happen. So uh, you get a little bit of offensive line help around there and just sure up the defense, man. They they might just win multiple Super Bowls here over the next decade. I'm hoping anyway. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I do believe, you know, like you said, uh, uh, being a Bengal fan, we've had many, many years of uh, being optimistic and then having our uh, our hearts broken, you know, and, uh, you know, especially if you live through the 90s, you know, uh, and made it through that uh, that decade, um, you know, that, that was a terrible time for Bengal fans and, but, you know, true fans like us, um, we stick with them, win or lose. And um, I think we're going to get rewarded now. So I haven't been to a game at Paul Brown Stadium since 2001 because I had moved for a while and I wasn't as close. So if you had to tell me anything different about the stadium, uh, is it better if they done any upgrades? Or, I mean, what, what's the vibe like when you go into Paul Brown now, especially this year? So for me, um, walking into Paul Brown Stadium or any stadium, really, for that matter, I, I get that excitement. It's like the first time um, this year. Uh, you know, a lot of people have different opinions about um, Mike Brown and the office, Mangle's office. But um, I, I just got to give a big shout out for Elizabeth Black Blackburn and what she has done for uh, Who Day Nation, the fan base, 
the, the team itself. She has put such a, a vibe in this community um, uh, to the fans. It, it's unbelievable what she's done. And at Paul Brown Stadium, you know, they got the ruler of the jungle now. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Um, but that whole perspective and what they're trying to do there, um, it, it's, it's definitely changed the vibe. And um, you can see the younger generation um, helping the helping the Houday Nation and the fans uh, be more enthusiastic about the team. And that's good stuff. All right. And wrapping up and closing here. So uh, I know you're big time on the tailgate scene and also know you use the platform that you've created now to try to do some good out there for the the local community. So tell us a little bit about, I know it was in the article in USA Today, but tell everybody a little bit about the charities and, and what all uh, Tony the Tiger gets involved with. So uh, Tony the Tiger is just um, a, a small p- uh, part of, uh, of this uh, uh, campaign that we do with charity. Um, we all, if you are a Bengal fan, you know about Bengal Jim. He was actually the uh, Bengals uh, fan of the year this year. But uh, he he hosts a tailgate called uh, Bengal Jim and Friends and Before the Roar. And there's several people that uh, help put this on. And um, we have an opportunity to use that platform. Me being able to use Tony the Tiger and divert uh, some of that um, enthusiasm that we have the tailgate into doing charity work. Uh, so uh, this year, um, as of last week, we've put, uh, donated over $43,000 just from uh, the fans of Houday Nation and from us helping with the tailgate uh, to multiple local community uh, uh, organized uh, charities and um, that kind of thing. Anthony Munoz Foundation, uh, Ken Anderson Alliance, just to name a few. But um, but it's been tremendous. It's a it's one of the one things I love uh, outside of football is being able to give back and having an opportunity to put my two passions together with football and charity. You couldn't ask for a better uh, atmosphere for me to be able to do that. Nah, that is awesome stuff, man. And that's the thing. It's not just about being a fan and, and showing up and cheering, but like when you're interconnected with the community like that and you're able to establish even more of a difference, that is awesome. So shout out to you for, you know, taking the willingness to go get involved in that stuff and awesome to see the progress that is taking place there. Um, but, uh, man, I, I know you've been making the rounds and, and we've got the article in USA Today about you. We're going to see you on Fox NFL Sunday but the fact that you took just a few minutes out of your day on a little bit of a snowstorm and uh, to join us over here, at we don't know sports, man. We greatly appreciate it. Um, it. You got a prediction on who the Bengals might be matched up with in the uh, playoffs? Have you looked at it and seen what you think might happen? Well, you know, like we talked earlier, it's the NFL. You, don't, you really don't know until after next week. But um, I think it's kind of going to be the Colts maybe for our first game. Um, I don't know. It just depends. Um, you know, if we make it past the first round, I think uh, we're going to end up playing the Titans. Um, that's kind of my prediction. So we'll yeah. see what happens. But um, this this Sunday at the city up north, I'll be there rooting on my team, even though uh, most of the starters won't be starting. Uh, but again, I want to be there to support them. And uh, uh, it'll be a preseason game environment, probably. But uh, it'll yeah. still be there. It'll be fun. And uh, we'll hopefully get a win out of it. Hey, if it means we can get some uh, guys some maybe some game reps that wouldn't normally get them, that's only a good thing because uh, it doesn't mean much to us, and it doesn't seem like Cleveland's going to be playing many of their uh, people either. So we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. But, man, brother, you be safe. Enjoy the game this weekend. And uh, thanks again for joining us. Tony the Tiger, everybody. Thanks again for coming, brother. I appreciate you guys. Who day? Who day?